Hare Krishna. I wish all to every day chant Hari Nam conference call. Uh, today we are very fortunate to have His Grace by Hari Das Prabhu um, from Washington D.C. USA to enlighten us on uh, Sloka 14 of Chapter 10, Canto 5. Prabhuji, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Uh, thank you so much, Prabhuji. Whenever you are ready, uh, please take over the call. Hare Krishna, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Uh, my apologies for uh, joining a little late. I got a little confused about the time. So, uh, uh, sorry about that. Uh, so we are we are doing verse 14 in chapter 10 and canto 4 canto 5. Uh, so I'll I'll just start with a brief mangracha and then we'll uh, uh, discuss the verse. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskrityam Naram Cheva Narottamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tatojaya Udhireya Ashtaprayeshu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavate Uttam Shloke Bhaktir Bhagavatir Naishtiki Om Agyanti Mirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Shakshurun Melitam Yena Tasmai Shri Guru Venamaha Jai Shikshetanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadara Shivasadi Guru Bhaktavinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare Sri Sukhavacha Etavardhanuvad Paribhashaya Pratyudirya Muni Varaupshamshila Opratanatmaya Nimetupabhogena Karma Rabdam Vipanayam Raj Yanam Api Tathovaha Translation Subhidev Goswami said O Maharaj Parikshit, when Maharaj Rahugan chastised the exalted devotee Jadbharat with harsh words, that peaceful, saintly person tolerated it all and replied properly. Nations is due to the bodily conception, and Jadbharat was not affected by this false conception. Out of his natural humility, he never considered himself a great devotee, and he agreed to suffer the results of his past karma. Like an ordinary man, he thought that by carrying the palanquin, he was destroying the reactions of his past misdeeds. 
Thinking in this way, he began to carry the palanquin as before. Mukham karoti vacharam pangam nangyate giri vyat kripatamam vande shi guru dinatar parmanandam madhavam. Once again, thank you for uh, giving me this uh, opportunity and uh, this wonderful verse to discuss. So the pastime of uh, Maharaj Bharat, it has so many valuable lessons in the lives of uh, practicing devotees. And it's one of those pastimes that uh, um, that can be that 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 can be studied for uh, understanding how practicing devotees are able to to, to uh, transcend difficulties and the protection of Krishna and also the importance of association. So Maharaj Bharat, as we know was a very exalted devotee, stage of bhava, very, very exalted devotee. His father is the personality of Godhead, um, the son of, of, of Maharaj Rishabdev, who is Krishna. And Maharaj Bharat's character was exemplary. He ruled for a very long time, and he gave up everything. And then he became attached to a deer. So there, right away, we see two very, very important instructions to us. One is that even at this highly exalted stage, there is stage traces of anartha. So Maharaj Bharat was at the stage of bhav, which means that he had crossed the stage of, of sadhana vedi bhakti, in, uh, the preliminary stage of sadhana vedi bhakti, of uh, anartha nivrti, of nishtha, of Ruchi, he was at the stage of bhav, beyond Ashakti, but even then there were traces of Anartha and because those traces acted up, when he saw this helpless uh, deer, he, he began, to, began to neglect his spiritual practices to take care of him. So the Acharya said that Maharaj Bharat had traces of pride in him. What was the pride? Because he was a king for so many, so many uh, uh, years. Uh, I think it says uh, for uh, millions of years he was a, he had ruled and this was during the early ages where people lived for a long time. But he, he lived for a long time and he was a king for a long time and the primary responsibility of a king, a Rajrishi, he was obviously well situated, was, was Palankarka, that he was protecting. And that understanding of that I am the protector, it impinges in the, in, in the mood of understanding that Krishna is the protector. So in the first canto of the Bhagavatam, 13th chapter, uh, we have uh, uh, this chapter uh, uh, of Dhritarashkwit's uh, home. So there Vidur comes and he speaks very harshly to Dhritarash, saying that why are you living in the house of Bhim, who has killed all your sons, insulted you, and you're living in the house of the Pandavas, 
whom you had tried to harm and now vidur actually says you're living like a dog in their house so uh, dhritarash leaves in the middle of the night he secretly leaves and yudhishthir being a very kind hearted person despite everything that dhritarash had done he becomes very very uh, perturbed and he starts running around where is dhritarash where is dhritarash and then narad muni comes and yudhishthir turns to him and he says what will happen to dhritarash he is old he is feeble he is unable to see and he is out there in the forest maybe the animals will eat him in the jungle maybe he'll fall down and die and then narad muni chastises yudhishthir maharaj that who are you to think that you are giving protection to dhritarash and who are you to think that without your protection dhritarash will not live he does not say this word exactly he he uh, nadmuni being an expert preacher he he says it in third person but yudhishthir maharaj understands this is applicable to 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 him so so bharat maharaj had this has had they had this traces of that i am the protector so when he saw the helpless deer he that that anartha it basically fanned up my devis looking for opportunities that anartha fanned up and he became completely invested in taking care of the deer now what's the second lesson that bharat maharaj was practicing ekantir bhakti all alone now if he was in the association of other devotees then some other devotee would have corrected him my dear bharat maharaj we see that you're neglecting your spiritual practices you're spending too much time with the with the uh, with the deer so in the bhagavatam we see that happen over and over again that even exalted devotees when they deviate somebody else is there to 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 correct them dhruv maharaj was killing the yakshas swambhu manu came and chastised him and corrected him and uh, when uh, 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 lord brahma was running after vak then his sons came and uh, and uh, uh, corrected him um similarly uh, uh, brahma goes to lord shiva not to correct him but in the in the past time of prajapati daksh basically to evoke his 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 forgiveness saying that 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 forgive uh, what daksh has done so we see this happening over and over again that because of staying in the association of devotees then when one deviates the devotees are there to very humbly provide correction bharat maharaj did not have that safety net he was all alone by uh, uh, by himself and so there was there was nobody to to correct him now what else do we see we also see krishna's protection we see that even though bharat maharaj deviated and he fell krishna made the arrangement that when he was born as a deer pura smriti he was he had complete recollection of his previous life and then when he was born again as jat bharat he had he had complete recollection of his previous two lives so we are not born with that it's not it's not normal but in case of 
Bharat Maharaj, Krishna made this arrangement. So when Krishna says in the, in, in the Bhagavad Gita that Arjuna you declare it boldly that my devotees will never perish, this is what he is talking about. It is not saying that my devotees are, are uh, beyond being assailed by, by, by things. It's not saying that my devotees are the perfection of perfection. So, uh, trying to aspire for perfection, it, is, it has tinges of impersonalism in it. Because there is only one entity that is perfect, and that is Krishna. There is only one who is perfect, that is Krishna. Everybody else is imperfect. So when somebody says, I, am, I want to become the perfect devotee, not going to happen. Somebody says, I want to be perfect in all respects. Person is showing tinges of aspiring to be. Maybe they are not even realizing it, but they are aspiring to be the, the Lord. But when Krishna says that I protect my devotees, that my devotees never perish, it means that they will never perish because he is there to protect them. Now, this particular verse has... Prabhupada's uh, uh, purport is wonderful. So I'm going to... It's not a very long purport, so I'm going to read it. And uh, we'll have a little bit of discussion on that. One of the verses that's... Um, uh, very, very important in the Bhagavatam. <clears throat> so Prabhupada says that an exalted devotee of the Lord never thinks that he is a Paramhamsa. He always remains a humble servant of the Lord. So, even though Prabhupada is talking about others, but this, this is applicable to Prabhupada that we see the, in his life, in his interactions, that he actually exemplifies this mood. Uh, the Shri Prabhupada was, uh, without doubt, he was a Paramahamsa. But he never laid stake to this claim that I am an exalted devotee, so you should do this. Now Prabhupada did over and over again say that uh, uh, he, uh, he talked about the position of a guru. You need to surrender to a guru, you need to follow the instructions of a guru, but there he was glorifying the position of a guru. And then he would, with humility, he would say that I am occupying that position because the mercy I received from my guru and because of the arrangement. So Krishna, I am occupying the position. So you have to, you should uh, surrender to my instructions. Uh, listen to what I am saying. Not out of pride, but um, we see, especially in India, there are a lot of uh, the so-called Paramamsas and they have this strong mood of wanting special recognition, special service, in, in, in Lilamrita, we see that uh, Prabhupada would uh, 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 very, very naturally take on this mood of just being a devotee, like a humble devotee. Uh, I, I was hearing this past time that once Prabhupada was getting ready to fly out and he was 
in the plain and his disciples were there and they were essentially blocking the aisle of the they were inside the plane those days you could go all the way inside so they were inside the plane talking to propa they were blocking the plane aisle so the other passengers were not able to get into the plane and the the flight attendant were getting upset so they went and said that you have to clear this aisles it's okay you're talking with the swami ji but you have to clear the aisles and uh, uh, one of the devotees then he kind of announced in a loud voice that all you devotees you move to this side on the plane and uh, the disciples moved and prabhupada also moved along with them and then the disciples said no 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 prabhupada i wasn't talking to you i was talking to the other people and prabhupada laughed and said why i'm not a devotee so he had he, he did not expect any any special treatment in uh, mayapur when it was being temple was still not there they they had like one uh, common bathroom and propas disciples would stand there propas would also stand there in line so he didn't expect that i'm i'm exalted devotee so i should have my special bathroom or as soon as i come everybody should go um, um, i should go away so that's the mood of a exalted devotee that as the devotee becomes more exalted natural humility becomes stronger hidaran maharaj describes humility as as not thinking less of yourself but spending less time thinking of yourself right the difference is that it's not that humility means that you start saying that Uh, i have no i have no skills i have no good qualities i have no abilities i cannot do anything i am completely useless not that that's that self abnegation that's basically more of a negative um, emotion but spending less time being obsessed about yourself thinking less about yourself that uh, the the false ego is generally forcing us to constantly put ourselves in the center a uh, devotee as they become humble they put themselves less in the center they put krishna more in the center they put the other devotees more in the in the center so so that that that's one important point propas makes in the purport about the mood of a paramhamsa that he remains a humble servant of the lord and when propas makes this point that krishna is never alone so when 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 propas is saying he remains a humble servant of krishna it means that he is a humble servant of krishna his associates his devotees the devotees of his devotees even developing this mood that i am a servant of krishna and krishna only it has it has strong traces of pride in it and what's her qualification to directly serve the personality of godhead none so the when the devotee becomes advanced and they think that my qualification is that somehow i serve some devotee who serves some devotee who serves some devotee who serves krishna and as the person becomes advanced their mood of service to the devotees becomes stronger now the second part of the purport not the second part the remaining part of the purport is actually a very practical instruction 
for how do we deal with reverses in our life so propat says that in all reverse condition he agrees to suffer the results of his past life he never accuses the lord of putting him into a distressed condition these are the signs of an exalted devotee tatte anukampam swa sumikshamanam when suffering reverse condition the devotee always considers that the reverse conditions are the lord's concessions he is never angry with his master he is always satisfied with the position his master offers in any case he continues performing his duty in devotional service such a person is guaranteed promotion back home back to godhead as stated in shrimad bhagavatam 10:14:8 tatte nukampam susumikshamano bunjanevatmakritam vipakam ಹೇದ್ವಾಗ್ವಪುರ್ವಿರ್ವಿದನ್ನಮಸ್ತೆ ಜೀವೇತಯು ಮುಕ್ತಿ ಪದೆ ಸದಾಯಬಾಕ್ ಮೈ ಡಿಯರ್ ಲಾಡ್ ಒನ್ ಹೂ ಕಾನ್ಸ್ಟೆಂಟ್ಲಿ ವೇಟ್ಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ಯುವರ್ ಕಾಲ್ ದಿಸ್ ಮರ್ಸಿ ಟು ಬಿ ಬೆಸ್ಟೋರ್ಡ್ ಅಪಾನ್ ಹಿಮ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಯು ಗೋಸ್ ಆನ್ ಸಫ್ರಿಂಗ್ ದಿ ರಿಯಾಕ್ಷನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಪಾಸ್ ಮಿಸ್ಟೀಟ್ಸ್ offering you respectful obeisances from the core of his heart is surely eligible for liberation for it has become his rightful claim so very important verse in the in the bhagavatam that is applicable to practicing devotees it comes in the praise of lord brahma when brahma is uh, um, chastised by krishna for stealing the cowher the calves and the coward boys and then brahman realizes he made a big mistake so then he comes and he prays to 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 krishna and then this is this this he says lord brahma is the perceptor of our sampradaya and exalted devotee speaking from deep realizations so as we as we practice bhakti sometimes we get this this uh, uh conception that uh, everything should be okay in the in the nectar devotion uh, the first two signs of bhakti are kleshangani uh, uh, and subhada so kleshangani is that all the kleshas are burnt all the miseries are burnt and subhada is that everything becomes auspicious and so when we read that and and these are the other other stages uh, rupa goswami says that they don't even wait for the bhakti to fully manifest but they these these uh, symptoms begin to manifest which means that it's not that you need to become a perfect devotee to experience prashanti and subhada when you start practicing bhakti they start to manifest but yet there are reversals in the lives of devotees i was uh, hearing about this since this is many years ago that uh, uh, in chopati temple a very very young devotee 
uh, he was he was introduced to krishna consciousness he started coming to the temple and uh, became a devotee initiated by radhanath maharaj and married uh, wife was pregnant and discovered that uh, he had cancer very aggressive form of cancer and uh, um, he knew that he had just a few days to uh, to to live knew that he's not going to see his his child and the devotees were naturally coming visiting him in the hospital doing kirtan and every devotee that came uh, this particular uh, uh, devotee i forget his name the only thing that he would express was gratitude that i'm so grateful that somehow or the else i was introduced to krishna consciousness before i die that i know now that i will get a opportunity to get association of devotees again so it's not that he was complaining that why is it that krishna did not protect me and what's the point in doing bhakti when my young wife is going to become a widow my child will grow up without father there was not a trace of any kind of resentment in him we see the same in prabhupada famous incident that uh, uh, happened when he was in prayag alabad he had set up a factory in lucknow the factory burned and the person that he trusted stole his money and then when he was told about it prabhupada started laughing and he quoted a verse from bhagavatam 1088 that uh, how krishna kindly uh, helps devotees make advancements so uh, as in our own lives when we practice bhakti we will inevitably experience reversals whether in our spiritual life or in our material life and this particular verse where we see that how jad bharat who was completely aware that at one point he was the emperor of the whole planet who was also an exalted devotee of the lord and he is being forced to carry the palanquin the job of a shudra he is forced to carry carry the the palanquin no sense of resentment in him what is he thinking that this is my own karma that is fructifying now so good thing that it's going on so that's the mood of a devotee that when they experience reversals in their life then they understand that this is because of their own past activities and there is a sense of gratitude because karma is like like stones that a person ties on their back while they're trying to swim across the river so as one experiences more and more of the reactions of the karma there are stones that they are throwing away the body is becoming lighter easier to easier to swim 
And what is the assurance that is being given that a person who has this mentality, Brahma says that it becomes their right to get liberation. And uh, Prabhupada commenting on this verse says that uh, when a when a, when a son is born to an opulent father, then in order to inherit the wealth of his father, all he has to do is stay alive. He has to do nothing else. The father worked hard and acquired all the wealth. The son does not have to work hard. He does not have to endeavor. He has to simply stay alive. And then it becomes his right, his birthright, unquestionably, his right to take the wealth of his father. So all that a devotee needs to do is to stay alive in bhakti. We, we are always trying to improve our chanting, increase our services, uh, 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 deepen our understanding of the scriptures. All this we are doing so that we stay alive in bhakti. It's not that we are saying that, or, or we should not have that conception, that as I serve devotees, I will become a more exalted devotee. Or as I study the scriptures, I will become a great jnani. Or as I chant, I will enter Krishna's leela. Right? It's not, it's not uh, those conceptions that we follow. We are doing all that to stay alive in bhakti. When a man is, is, is in the water, he is doing so many things. He's, he's with his hands and with his feet and then he's uh, uh, breathing in and out all that he is doing simply to to stay uh, to float in the water otherwise he will sink so as we stay as we do all this to stay alive in our devotional service it becomes our birthright to go back to Godhead. Nobody can take it away from us. So the 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 practical and I'll 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 stop after this and we can have discussion. The 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 practical aspect of this very wonderful pastime and this uh, wonderful verse is that we look at reversals as our own doings. We look upon them with gratitude. Two kinds of gratitude. One, that now we are less encumbered by our past karmic reactions. And the second is that we could have gotten more. But Krishna is giving us a token. One devotee would humorously say that uh, I should have gotten a kick, I got a pinch. So, Krishna is, Krishna is still giving that pinch. Of course, Krishna is Krishna. If he wants, he can, he can take everything away. But he does that because it helps us enough. It helps us, it reminds us about the, the nature of the material world. It gives us realizations and, and, and purifications. And as these reversals are happening, we stay steady in our 
bhakti. We don't allow that to interfere with our sadhana, with our chanting. Sometimes we have bad health. Sometimes people around us, loved ones, they are going through difficult conditions, or, or they may they may be uh, uh, we may be losing them. Sometimes there are job-related uh, uh, challenges, wealth-related, money-related challenges. All that is the nature of the material world. And uh, as we go through it more and more, we are we are we are purifying us. Uh, the the important thing for us to see is what is the lesson that Krishna is is giving us. Right. So here, Jadvarat was the lesson that he was saying is my own activities have put me in this situation. So I must practice tolerance, picture. I must practice tolerance, and he was developing humility. So different life situations will have different different lessons. Uh, for us, if you are able to extract that lesson, then our survival in bhakti is guaranteed. So I'll stop here and see if we have any discussion. Hare Krishna Prabhu, thank you so much for the wonderful session, especially about how the reversals in material and Krishna can help us grow in bhakti. Uh, if you have any questions or comments or feedback, please go ahead. Thank you, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. Uh, all, this is Nikunja Rasadas. Uh, very nice to hear you after a long time. And uh, uh, thank you for the Nectarian class. Today. Uh, I often hear you on your Facebook uh, classes, but it's very nice to hear here in the everyday channels. Thank you, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Prabhu. Thank you for your association. Hare Krishna. Anyone else have any questions or comments or feedback? Otherwise, um, we can conclude the session. Thank you so much for the, your wonderful association and wonderful class after a long time. And uh, yeah, please come again whenever you have time. Uh, Hare Krishna, Babaji. Hare Krishna Mataji, thank you for the invitation. And yeah, it's uh, always wonderful to do Krishna Katha in the association of the devotees, like in the group. Thank you for the opportunity. Hare Krishna Guruji, Pranam Wonderful class for a while, joined a little late. So when we are talking about the topic of reversal, suppose when the time comes in devotee's life, he has to deal with the reversals. How one can develop the mood or like be prepared so that you know he can come out quickly? What should be his preparation? Like if time comes like that. Thank you, Prabhu. Good question. So, so there are two aspects uh, um, that are uh, relevant in this situation. So, it it is said that. Uh, in in uh, in times of 
difficulties or reversals um when one is going through it then it is very experiential at the time so some of the things are easier said than done right it is easy to preach to somebody else but when it happens on you then it's it's a whole different ball game true so 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 there are two things that that are that, that are relevant here so it is said that philosophy gives us an understanding of what to do and bhakti or practice helps us do it both of them should go hand in hand so philosophy is like what we are doing now we are reading the bhagavatam we are churning the nectar of the realizations we are philosophically understanding that uh, 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 this is what is happening karma, the cycle of karma krishna's mercy etc etc so th- so that is the philosophy part which tells us tells us what to do now actually doing it comes only out of practice so the the process of translating philosophy into reality is sadhana we we when we act upon the philosophy then we start developing this it becomes so to speak like muscle memory like if if you go back to the time when you learned how to drive a uh, how to ride a cycle then first the person would have told you you need to sit straight on the cycle be sure that you're balanced and then what happened you got on the cycle and you fell off all that philosophy that was given to you or all the instruction that was given to you no use you got up again and the person said yeah well you fell off so make sure that your your legs are evenly spread out and then you have this just again fell off so what did the person did then you put two trainers wheel on it and then you got on it you still lost your balance but the trainers wheel helped you and then you rode and rode and then at some point the trainers wheel were taken off and then you were riding and then you were riding effortlessly without even realizing that you were doing all this putting your weight balancing etc so that's our process that first we understand by the study of the scriptures what the philosophy is not first but it happens they, they happen to concomitantly together but then we start putting it in practice sadhana vedi bhakti is is riding with trainers wheel that we are giving a specific set of do's and don'ts follow the four regulative principles chant 16 rounds same association of devotees worship the deities only honor uh, prasad so there is a whole list of do's and don'ts that we are said do it follow follow that now as we do it it's it's basically riding the bike with the trainer's wheel but at the same time we are learning how to ride and then when it becomes second nature to us and then we don't need the extra support so initially when we have reversals in our in our life we take shelter of both we take shelter of the philosophy we understand that yes uh, 
this is the law of karma that is acting and then we try to practice detachment we may not succeed earlier on but we try to practice detachment our trainers feel our uh, vaishnav sangha we take shelter of guru we take shelter of the, the other devotees and we persevere next time when we have a reversal it affects us a little less next time when it happens it will affect us a little less so it's not that in the life of devotees reversal will not happen even when they become advanced reversal will happen bhagavatam is full of past time even advanced devotees their reversals are actually even more uh, traumatic but what changes is how it affects them right you probably give the example that you go out in rain and you have an umbrella you won't get wet not that it stops raining but you have an umbrella so not that the reversals stop but they stop affecting you which is the same it may be raining there may be reversals i, I, I remember i had a my uh, still a friend uh, not very close but uh, in when i was in india in delhi um a successful businessman and uh, uh, slight inclination to bhakti but, but but very very rich and when we would talk he would talk about things that were happening in his life and so many things were happening that there is a raid by the income tax department his competitors are trying to take away his business his employees are stealing away stealing from him his suppliers are withholding uh, that and he was a seasoned businessman and he was basically i used to tell him that i can't imagine living in this situation where every day there is a new host of issues that are coming up and then he says that it it stops after some time it stops affecting you that's what is the difference between a successful and an unsuccessful businessman not that the problems don't happen but how they how it allows them to to affect you and this is of course more in the material realm but but the analogy extends to the spiritual realm also that bhakti gives us this protection that when the reversals happen we don't let it help and if the devotees are advanced they actually use that reversal to enhance their bhakti to increase their faith in krishna to take more shelter of guru and and uh, and shastra i i hope that uh, addresses to some extent your question prabhu definitely prabhu definitely wonderfully you explained the spiritual platform as well as material platform prabhu and you mentioned that the the one make uh, stays in a strong with his practice uh, and the devotional practice makes him later on but initial stage you should take the shelter of philosophy and the bhakti i like that wonderful prabhu thank you so much thank you prabhu prabhu do you have time for any more questions uh, i'm okay mata ji i have time okay. anyone else have any questions or comments okay uh, let's uh, let's like we can conclude the session prabhu vancha kalpataru vyasya 